to another episode of the Be Epic Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Krybeck. I am joined by my lovely and beautiful co-host, Beth. That's such a nice welcoming. I am the better half of this. You are. Normally, last time we had Brandon on here, um, but Brandon has taken a a position that his, that job, he works at Deggy Company, and he has been working a lot of hours and not been able to um, get on this podcast, so we wanted to continue to roll with these, and so we brought in a backup. We'll see how we'll see how she does. But on this episode, we really wanted to talk into how to build relationships in a social world. As I work through with my company, Epic Media, um, working through with a lot of um, gym owners and mainly the trainers in some other small businesses, we've been really focusing on building relationships here through the pandemic um, and moving forward into 2021. And I've been helping Beth with her own business, Be Still Health and Wellness, on how to build relationships in the yoga world and the health world. Um, And so we just kind of wanted to jump on here and just really start discussing some of our ideas that we've had and some things that we have seen. Um, And so Beth, how would you say um, what has been the biggest difference for you as we roll into the new year um, that you have seen with building, being able to build relationships on, in the online world? Absolutely. And thank you for having me. It is an honor to be here um, with you all. So Be Still Health and Wellness, I started about a year ago, but probably in the last two to three months with Jews help and assistance have really kicked it off and started to create more of an online brand and an online social presence. And a lot of that actually just comes from sharing real content of me. And I know we'll get into that a little bit more, but um, as people want to just see me and, and what I have to say and just being real and authentic has been probably the biggest positive and turning point to just grow that online online presence. So beyond the social of my company, I've also built relationships personally on the on my personal side within my faith family, um, attending church online and then also just connecting with other women on the social platform, which has been incredibly awesome too. So we can also talk maybe more about that as well as we get into it. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one thing that a lot of people, um, especially non-social people. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've heard is, you know, I'm not one to post on Facebook. I'm not one to post on Instagram. And so how do I even do it? Um, and I think the biggest challenge really comes from being able to be vulnerable, um, being, being vulnerable online. Um, and it's just awkward for some people, especially if you're not used to it. I've grown up in a, you know, my first Instagram was in 2012. I was on Twitter probably 2008. And so for me, social has just always been part of who I am. I mean, when my daughter was born, we were posting a picture. We wanted to do a challenge of posting a picture of her every single day on Facebook. And so it was more for my family um, to be able to see, but also just to really kind of share her with the world. And so for me, being able to be vulnerable and, and be open on social has just been a norm. And I know it is, it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And is that something that you felt um, prior to really kind of going all in with Be Still that was out there for you? Was it something that um, that you struggled with at all, just getting consistency to post um, or just to kind of peel that curtain back at all? I think the hardest thing is just the timing to consistently post. So once I sat down and thought about commonly 
either what clients are asking me in class or just what's happening in my day-to-day, what I'm eating, what yoga pose I'm doing or simple stuff like that. And then having the camera there. I think that's the other thing you've taught me, Drew, is there's content everywhere. And once you actually start to see it, then it becomes relevant and then you can post about it. And some days it's just two to three words, but it's just posting. And I think that's maybe one of the bigger barriers as you um, branch out into this social world is just posting. And once you post one day, two days, three days in a row, it becomes a little bit easier to do. So, you know, getting Beastal Health and Wellness off the ground was actually more of a a mental battle of, did I actually want to do this business thing? Then it was a social dilemma. But once I decided like, yeah, I want to really grow this, this company and this brand, then the social bit of it became a little bit easier for me to do. Yeah. And the analogy I use with a lot of people, um, a lot of times is when they, when they're like, I don't know what to post. I don't know what's exciting. Um, that I really just work on them on just, uh, there's content around you all the time. You just have to be able to see it. And so a lot of times when you buy a new car, it may be, you know, the latest and greatest. Um, but you think you're the only one in town with that car. And then as soon as you buy that car, all of a sudden you look around and you start to see other people have that car mm-hmm. as well. Um, and really all it is is that you're more in tune with it. You, you're now seeing that car in front of you. And so when you see that every single day, then you're more aware of your surroundings. And so when you start to post content and when you start to make sure that you're trying to hit a certain number and you know some locations I work with, we just need, we need two posts a day. We need two to three posts a day. And really that's just so we can get one to two a day. It's just to get in the habit. It's not to say that 14 posts a week is the sweet spot. It's just more to be able to get into the habit. That way you can start to build those relationships. And so kind of bringing it back to the relationships portion that if you're not posting anything, you're not going to be able to build any sort of relationship with anybody um, because they don't know who you are. And so then the next part is, is what do you post? And so I know I've been working a lot with you on just a lot of behind the scenes. Like it's, it's kind of that silly goofy stuff. Like you'll probably, if you go to our Epic media page today, you'll see a picture of us recording this podcast. And really all that is, is the more that you're able to show people who you are as a person, the more they are to be able to connect with you. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, Drew, we are social beings, right? So our our true nature, who we're created, is to form social relationships. So whether that be in person, face-to-face, or whether that be behind a computer screen. And in 2021, now that we're in, like the world is just going to more of that social um, behind the screen. And especially as we haven't been able to see face-to-face. So in order to kind of just build those relationships, whether that be at work or at schools and communities, faith, sports, whatever, you're really having this like drive and passion to see people truly and authentically who they are. Um, and that's all social media platforms are doing is it's being your most authentic self. And that's what you've really encouraged me to just do and be is how would I act if I saw someone on the street? How would I talk to them? What would I tell them about my life? Just share it on social media. Yeah. And the term social media, I think kind of gets a little, it gets a bad rap. Um, really what we're going through is a transition. We have been for a few years of the, the same transition between radio and television that those that didn't transition into television, those that were stuck on the radio, ended up staying stuck on the radio. That mm-hmm. what we're seeing now is it's more of a digital trans- transition. Um, that social media, again, it, it gets the rap of being the place where everybody goes to whine and complain and voice mm-hmm. their opinions. Mm-hmm. And really, it's a new medium, no different than the transition from radio to television. And so the companies and the brands that figure out how to build those relationships online 
if you do, if you can't build a relationship first virtually and digitally, you're never going to be able to build a relationship in person. You're never going to be able to get your company up and off the ground because we're going to places like Facebook. We're going to places like Twitter and Instagram to see who that brand is, who that, those products are. And it's also to be able to get recommendations. And so I know a lot of times I talk about like if we need a plumber now, it used to be you went to the, the yellow pages. First, it was yellow pages. You wanted to be A1. There's a reason that there's companies called A1. And so they showed up first in the yellow pages. Then you went to Google. You did Google searches or whatever, Ask Jeeves or whoever, whatever search engine optimization. You're showing your age. Yeah. <laughs> and now we just go to Facebook, right? And I, if, if somebody that I know and trust recommends a business, I won't even look at them. Like I need to... I need, I have a relationship with this person who has a relationship with this business or this brand. And so therefore by the transitive property, I now have a relationship with this business. And so being able to be yourself and be vulnerable and be open is so important now. And I know a lot of, a lot of, and again, I, I work a lot with, with trainers in the fitness industry and trainers are very type A and very perfectionist. And I know it's something that I know this is you as well. Um, that's never me. That's never very, me. that's, that wants everything to be worded perfectly, wants the perfect angle on everything. And to be honest, the businesses and the brands that are not necessarily hundred percent professional are the ones that are doing the best. And I know that's been a, a kind of a challenge for you. Um, but how have you, how have you seen the benefits of just, just if you feel this thought or you, or you have this, this one caption, like just rolling with it. It's the, it's the, um, imposter syndrome, I guess was what it is, is that as a fitness professional in that arena is we tend to look at other fitness professionals and to be fair, it's not fair to us to compare yourself to a celebrity or someone else who is hitting it big, but we, we do all humans do that. That's an innate part of us is that we have this, you know, syndrome where we compare. And so you want to be an imposter. It's kind of like fake it till you make it. But when you see other stuff out there, you want to be sure that you are doing the best you can. So I think that's where those type A's. So if you're like me out there, friends, don't worry. Um, we, we will make it through and you will be okay. Trust me here. But having everything just look perfect or sound perfect, it's hard to get through that when you see others crushing it. But at the same point, like, you and I talk about this all the time is it didn't take them six months to do it, right? It didn't take them even maybe a year. So taking our time to understand that comparing to someone else that might have it all perfect isn't fair to us. So I think that's my biggest challenge as I, as I'm continuing to overcome it, I'm not going to say I'm over it yet, but as I continue to overcome that challenge of having everything look and sound perfect, um, that's that's a big thing but at the same point come on you always edit my post too and you're like hey you got a typo there so like it happens people it happens yeah and i think <laughs> what i re what i recommend is don't let the what is it it's a it's being paralyzed by perfection like yeah. you you yeah, want yeah. it to be perfect and unfortunately unless you do something unless we record this podcast unless you record your podcast we have, we can't improve on anything because we put these limiting beliefs onto what yeah. we feel like we project forward what we think the outcome is going to be without knowing what that outcome is going to be and so the only way to improve on something is to put it into motion and then tweak and all and if you want to talk about being honest and open right like 
the audio quality, like even on your own podcast, isn't where we want it, right? But we don't know unless we try stuff and we can't tweak on anything. And so guess what? We're going to tweak it. I was just going to say that is I launched my own podcast in the beginning of the month, uh, Be Still with Beth. And the second, the first episode is great. And then the second one that I recorded sounded like I was in a tunnel and I hated every second of it, but I wasn't going to re-record it. It was what was on my heart that day. And I just posted it and thought, you know, we're just going to roll with it. It's out there and whoever needs it here, it will hear it. And that's just part of the learning process. So I'm recovering. Yeah. And now we're going to, now we'll get new mics. We're going to test new things. But again, you, we can't tweak anything and kind of going back to a gym analogy is like, as trainers, nobody expects a new member to walk through the door and know how to do a perfect yoga. You as a fitness instructor, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect somebody to know what a warrior two is, to know what chaturanga is and cat cow. And like, pretty good. I know I'm learning (laughs) and all these moves are right. You wouldn't expect them. You wouldn't say like, Hey, you need to know how to do all that before you come to my class. Like that's, it's not how it is. And it's the same for any other industry is like, you don't expect others to be perfect before they walk through your door or to know everything. And it's, it's what's limited me for a lot of times. And it's what limits so many people is that they feel that they don't want to be dumb. They don't want to feel like in this vulnerable state. And so that feeling pushes them back into their comfort zone. Well, and I think it leads into a little bit more of are you sharing about yourself or are you trying to sell people on a product? Cause that I think is something that happens more often than not is they want people to come in they want people to come to the class and people to buy their service or whatever it is, rather than maybe just sharing about themselves personally and sharing more, maybe recipes or in the fitness world, or even just working with some companies in the construction business, just sharing about your employees and what they like to do and just getting a little bit more um, personal on the page, I think can go a long way before just like pushing out selling product, product, product. And I, I think that's a hard transition for a business mind as well. Cause you're always trying to think profit and, and raising that bar too. Yeah. And I think a lot of people see their social media as a newspaper. They see them as an advertising platform. Um, when that's really the furthest thing from the truth, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't sit and talk to your friends about your product nonstop. I know some do. I know that's like a multi-level marketing deal. Like we're just going to really spam everybody until they all buy or they unfriend (laughs) or unfollow me. Right. Um, it's just not a, it's not a good long-term strategy that may work for the short term. You may see an increase in sales. Um, but I like to tell people don't post just to bring somebody through the door. Like if you're posting to bring somebody through the door in the long run, you're not going to bring anybody through the door Uh, because again, nobody knows who you are. Um, And I think one thing that, that people do struggle with is that they've, they feel maybe it's a lack of confidence. Maybe it's a lack of feeling interesting. Like I think a lot of times it's a lot of self reflection onto reasons that they're not able to post and they're not able to be open because once you put that out into the atmosphere and you put that out into the digital world, it kind of becomes your truth that if all you're doing is talking about your product, if all you're doing is um, able to, you know, lean into exactly that goods and service and not necessarily have to show anything about yourself, that they don't necessarily, again, it comes down to the vulnerable state. Like they, they don't have to put themselves into an uncomfortable position that they may not feel confident in, that they may feel that they're going to be judged on. Absolutely. What if, if you had to give Drew someone some insight though, if they were starting out, cause I know you've helped me a lot with just simple apps or techniques or 
even just some simple tools like to get out onto social platform in order to start sharing content and to start snapping some of your own photos and stuff like that? Like what are some of those easy things that they can do rather than, you know, going out and hiring someone to take all their photos and stuff like that? Because I think that to me was a big hurdle. Well, I think first come hire me. Like I'll, I'll just tell you that. Like there's nothing that you're <laughs> well, gonna be able. That to, too. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing that you're gonna be able to do that. Like you just have to know. But, and honestly, you don't need a whole lot. Like most people have a smartphone now. Most people have a Facebook page. Most people have a laptop. Now, granted, there are other things like so in Adobe. If you have an Adobe account, like if you're looking at at upping your graphics, um, Adobe the Adobe Suite. If for they they make they have different levels, right? If you can afford the $55 a month for Adobe Suites, that's going to give you Illustrator, Photoshop. And then the big one that we're using a lot now is Adobe Spark that really makes things easy on the fly. Um, one that I know a lot of people use is Canva. Um, Canva makes it very simple. There's a lot of basic templates. Um, that That's one that's, again, available on your smartphone. There's apps called like Quick. So that's done by GoPro. That's from a video editing standpoint. Um, all iPhones and iPads have iMovie that I don't think a lot of people realize. So I did a, a, a video for the for a racetrack, the Tacoma Sparta Speedway, that I literally recorded all from the drone, which again doesn't have to be from a drone. It could be from the iPad. It was all edited on the iPad, uploaded from the iPad, all from my couch. And so it, it doesn't take a whole lot. Now, this is where don't just dive all, jump all into it. If you want to record a podcast your audio on your laptop will be good enough. Like you don't, it doesn't have to sound like a 500 episode podcast. Don't go out and spend a thousand dollars on stuff right away. Just get into the habit of doing it first. In all fairness, your, your first couple podcasts probably aren't going to get a, going to get a bunch of listens anyways. And as I tell a lot of new clients, you don't have to upload it. Like just record, just record it. it. Just, just record it. it. Just take the picture. Just make the graphic. And if you want to delete it, you can delete it. But until you start to work on it. And so what a lot of people feel is that they need all this fancy stuff. Like we're talking into mics now. This is going to be one of the better sounding podcasts. But my first one, I, I, I used a $50 blue snowball that I got from Best Buy. Plugged it right into my laptop. I didn't have a mixer. I didn't have anything. Again, if you have an uh, iMac, I'm using a free GarageBand program now. You use Audacity, which yeah. was free. Yep. And so a lot of times you don't need anything crazy. I I remember it's a story that I was talking to one guy, and he wanted to start a vlog. And he was complaining to me that how much it was going to like cost and like take so much time. And after about 15 minutes, I was like, dude, the amount of time that you've been talking to me, telling me th how much time you don't have, you could have recorded a 15-minute podcast vlog with the smartphone that you just told me you had propped up on some books. Mm -hmm. If you listen to the last episode, Brandon, we set his phone up on a stack <laughs> of books. I wish I, I should go through and see if I can find this. Like, It was literally probably 15 books propped out so that way his his vlog could be recorded with a free banner in the background like it wasn't anything crazy and I think now you can even get just a little tripod for 15 bucks and it's a little travel one that I have to be honest it's actually really good for facetiming so you don't have to hurt your arm to hold the facetime phone for a while but that was one of the big things is once I got a tripod just to set it up and then take a few photos um, rather than having my phone fall over crack the screen that happened for me doing yoga on the 
cement one time. I've had it fall from way up high or it doesn't get the shot right at the moment that you want it because, of course, it falls over or it's not in focus or you lose the timer or something, right? Um, I think a couple other resources that I use that I love to share with people too are um, Word Swag. Canva is a big one that I use too. InShot is one. There's also an app out there called Motivation. Um, I love to post just different quotes and motivational quotes and then actually tie them to photos that either I've taken or Drew has taken of me. And so that app Motivation has a ton of free quotes on there. You can get them like every hour if you actually wanted. Um, But then you can throw it just into Canva or any other type of program in order to get it uploaded. So my point here, friends, is like really it doesn't have to be hard. And that's, I think, what we're trying to share with you with like being on the social media platforms and building relationships and that content is just get it out there and post it um, and then ask around. I think that's that's another concept. I'm going to go into this concept is like the groups that I'm in on Facebook, but talking about building uh, social media relationships. I'm in several groups that actually support and encourage uh, women and women in faith and women in business and all sorts of realms in this way. And so a lot of the resources that if I haven't learned them from Drew, I've actually learned through these women. And those are the women then that are also helping me support and grow my page too. So what I would challenge you to do is not only build relationships for customers, but also with other influencers or other business owners to help each other push yourselves along in the social world. It's kind of like an accountability partner in a way. Absolutely. And I think one of something that I want, I want to bring up along with that is like the surrounding yourself with that group can also be that, that support system that if your page isn't taking off as much, like if you're, if you post something and I'm going to tell you, you're going to post something that you think is bomb. Like you think is, and bomb is a good thing, not a bomb in a bad way. Um, that you think is like, you go in and you post with expectation. And I can tell you, anytime that I've ever posted with expectation, I've been disappointed. And so your page, like when you, when I first really started to, to help you out, I think your page had maybe 50 58 likes likes yeah and so for you how did you deal with some of the like the negative right and it's that self negative it's that self-talk of like this isn't happening as fast as I want it to so was that difficult for you or how did you get I don't think I had an expectation I'm a pretty low expectation person um on my page and I think that actually is probably maybe for my benefit but you were, you were the one that pushed me more than anything to at least get out there and do the podcast and all that. So I'm just like, fine, I'm doing it because Drew wants me to. He wants me to post. He wants me to get stuff out there. So I would. Um, but the, the point actually is once I started doing it, it kind of got fun. And then I enjoyed it because, again, as social humans, we like people to like our stuff. So then I saw more likes and then I saw some more shares and then I saw the reach numbers go up. And now I would say there's, I'm sometimes seeing that disappointment factor of like, I put out a post, I'm like, oh, two people like this one, 12 people like the last one. But at the end of the day, like, I'm a big believer if it's on my heart to share and if it needs to be out to the world, even if it's one person, that one person is all that matters. So even if they don't like it and they see it, that's good enough for me. So how did I handle it? I don't know. I think I'm still working at it. I don't know if that's a good answer for you. Uh, it's a little bit of off, to- off topic, but I think some of the stuff that I've posted is, has been some of the quickest stuff, right? Like, we're just going to post this, and then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, 
geez, like I didn't expect that to go. Um, and I know that again, it comes back to the perfectionism that I think some people feel is that I spent an hour, I spent two hours like thinking of this caption and like just became too professional. And I, I, you know, in doing some reading, you know, preparing for this, the things that have, that are working right now are just the, the grammar isn't all the fluff. It's not all the hype words. It's not all the, what do you call them? Those, the, you know, just the, the professionally edited photos, the professionally edited videos, all the, you know, gimmicky words, you know, super sale, act now. Because, like, I don't think a lot of people realize, like, Facebook analyzes all that stuff. And so when you're looking at a reach that if your ad or your post is all gimmicky, Facebook realizes it. If there's words in the picture that say sale and, and push are pushing these products, again, you're, are you pushing a product or are you building a relationship? And that's actually relationships is my professional word of the, of 2021. And that everything that we do is really, it's not a sales push. And so if you look at my Epic page, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that I like to do. There's a lot of eye racing stuff. There's a lot of racing because that's where I build my relationships. It's something that's easy for me to talk to. I'm comfortable about it. Um, and so you're going to go to my marketing page and not see a heck of a lot of marketing stuff on there, which is <laughs> may sound weird to some people, um, you know, but I, I work with realtors and I talk to them, share what you want. You know, I, I have one, my mom's husband is a, is a land and home realtor, land and like basically hunting land and fishing land and stuff. And so what, what he talks about a lot are his trail cams. He talks about the fishing spots and hunting spots and, and his own personal stuff and so that's how he's built his relationship because as a realtor, you want to feel that you know somebody. There's thousands of realtors out there. How are you setting yourself differently? And how are, how are you presenting yourself differently? You know what I know from you, a lot of yours is, is faith-based on your page. And so it's not just all yoga stuff. It's a lot of um, wellness. And I know that's kind of ties into the, the health world, but I think luckily for you, that's something that you're really passionate about already. Well, and I think you have to also be comfortable with that, though, Drew. That's that's not easy. And I, and I say that from a faith side is that there's times that sharing something that vulnerable on a quote-unquote business page isn't easy for you to do. But I'll also tell you that the more authentic you are, those are the customers or those are the relationships you want to build, right? So if I'm not sharing that aspect about me, then it's, it's a sense of like a lie or like a cover-up because the individuals that are going to come to my classes are coming for yoga because they see something in me that speaks to them. Um, so I, me sharing my faith journey and all of that has been from the get-go something on my heart that could not be left out. And I've tried to stay very true to that so that it continues to influence my page. And you know what? Quite frankly, if it turns someone off, it turns someone off. Like it, it is what it is because I'm not meant for everyone and you aren't either. Like you won't be the marketing guy for everyone. That's okay. And so understanding that in the social world, we all have a choice. Just like you have a choice as you scroll through your page and like photos and like businesses, you have a choice to unfollow a business if you choose to disagree with something that they post or that they share. And that's okay. We just have to respect it. And so knowing your core values, your mission, all of that too, making sure that they're strong and that you're in alignment, but not being afraid to step out into that, again, vulnerable stage of sharing more deeply who you are to attract the customers or the people that you want in your network too. In, in with that, and I know there's a lot of businesses out there that 
you know, 2021 wasn't a good year for a lot of people. Um, 2021 may have been, you know, a super down year that, or 2020. And so as we look into 2021, they're looking at sales need to happen. And so when we talk about relationships and we talk about brand building, brand building isn't something that necessarily pays the bills tomorrow. And I'm, I'm kind of throwing this at you now. Um, what, what, suggestions would you have for somebody that looks at their social and goes, listen, like, I don't even know if I can pay rent tomorrow. You know, like what, how would you, do you have any tips on, on how to like coach them and guide them on their social page to balance getting sales tomorrow as well as building brand? I mean, it's going to depend of course on your industry, right? But if we're talking, if you're in the health and wellness world in the yoga world, right, you can go and start creating content and videos and stuff and posting that. Again, you can do it from your phone. You can set it up with some books and record a 15 minute class and start posting that. Eventually you start doing that for money, whether it be $5 a class, maybe it's live, maybe it's a members group, maybe you're sharing a weekly newsletter, you're getting people to like and, and come in that door. Now, again, are you going to have that tomorrow for money-wise? Not necessarily, but consistency and sharing that, you'll start to see kind of the fruits of those labors come through the door pretty quickly. Yeah, I love that. And I, I would really, if, if somebody was asking me, I'd just tell them to post more. Like, you have to do it, right? There's, it's, we're recording this at nine o'clock on Sunday because we said, hey, we're going to do it over the weekend. You know, we enjoyed our, our free time during the day. We watched the the football game. And now this needs to get done. Right. And so I think, you know, a lot of business owners, they look at it and are they spending their time on the things that are building a relationship is pulling a report, building a relationship. It may need to be done, but doesn't need to be done for the next 30 days. If you're worried about not posting enough content or if you're posting five times a week and they're all sales related and you want to post five times a week about sales, I'd say you need to post 30 times a week then. Like you, you just need to post more to get that content out there. So that way you're delivering value. That's not all sales because if it's only sales, people are going to tune you out. And so if you want to build, bring people in, it sounds weird, but the more free stuff you give them, the better chance you have when you ask them for that return. And free isn't like letting everybody in for a free class. That's not. But if all of a sudden now you're giving tips, you know, three stretches on Sunday night to start your work week or, you know, to prep for your work week, that it's literally a, a stretch before bedtime to help you mentally prepare for tomorrow. Now all of a sudden that's valuable content. And so then tomorrow when they see, hey, we have a class on Tuesday, we'd love yeah. for you to join you now provided yeah. value to them. You're building trust. You're building the expertise that you have so that your your customers trust you. It, to be honest, it goes back to customer service 101, right? Like any service that you go to get in a store or elsewhere, if they treat you well or if they help you and they provide some something for you, maybe it's just a simple tip, right? Like remember to breathe, inhale and then exhale. Wow. Didn't know that was so hard because we all do it every day. But that simple reminder might just be what it is for someone to follow your page. And I had that the other week, even I just posted something so simple. Like I think I recorded a minute video. Right. And I was like, inhale deeply, exhale. And I read something from a book. And then that was the end of the video. And in the views that I got on it, part of it, I think is truly when people see me, they enjoy it more, but someone needed that that day. And 
you know what? They'll probably keep coming back. They'll probably keep seeing what's out there and hopefully they'll join a class. Um, I think it's actually the same individual that might have contacted me months ago about how to start home yoga. So clearly she's interested in it. It's just how, how is she going to get over the bridge to actually try it? That's more of a mental battle. But if I keep providing that content for her, I can guarantee she'll sign in at some point and she'll be a customer of mine too. So customer service 101 is, is my honest opinion on it is like just treat your people good, give them good content. And they'll turn into, you know, loyal customers in the long run, which is what we're trying to build here in relationships. And I think it's it's never been more important than in 2021 when you look at your own habits and your own um, your own actions and what you're doing. I, I tell the story and it's the, the last couple of weeks have kind of diminished it a little bit because I used to pre-COVID, I went to a coffee shop two or three times a week. Um, and then once the middle of March hit, I hadn't been to a coffee shop in like nine months. And I actually was sitting and talking to, I'm um, doing taxes. She's like, wow, like your restaurants, like your food expenses way down. I was like, I couldn't go anywhere for how long, you know? And I think that was a lot of us is that we just got so in the habit of staying at home rather than going to the coffee shop. I made coffee here. And so the, the, but now the businesses, I've been to a couple of coffee shops and to be honest, it's all ones that I went to pre COVID. I haven't gone any place new during COVID. Now I'm starting to get into the habit of trying and, and exploring more places and getting more comfortable with going out. And I wouldn't say I'm one that's like super like been super quarantined either. Like I've gone out, you know, did a lot over the summer, you know, at racetracks and stuff like that. And so it's not something that like I haven't left my house in nine months. But any of the places that I've gone to, I've felt some sort of trust and some sort of relationship to be able to go back in there versus, you know, exploring new places. And so how you get now into building that trust is through just being you, sharing pictures. And we've seen that on your page. The more that we share pictures of you versus maybe just a recipe is getting more getting engagement more likes, yeah. and whether that's Facebook pushing it out in front of more people because they recognize and, and we know they all recognize, right? Because you post a picture and it knows who they are based on facial recognition. So they know that it's a picture of a person versus picture of food. Yeah. And so just being able to be you will develop that relationship. And to your point, the people that are starting to follow you now, all of a sudden when you start to ask for more and if you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, it's called jab, 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 right hook, where it's give, 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 and then ask. And it's not take, it's ask. It's mm -hmm. it's put that out there. And so your people and your followers will start to follow you more. Yeah. And, you know, I'm having this idea a little bit on that topic as, as we're moving here, but you were talking about pre-COVID, and this just came to my mind, so I'm going to go with it, is when I started Be Still Health and Wellness last March, or April, technically, no, February is when I technically started it. March then is when COVID hit and I just come back and quit my corporate job. So April and May, I decided to start trying some online classes and into June and July as well. I think I took a break in July, end of July. But when I um, started out there, I got into a couple of social groups. And lo and behold, before I knew it, I simply put it out there like, hey, join me here. And I had people joining. And so what I want to also encourage people to do is when you find a social group, because I'm big into social groups of what, again, whether it be business women or some other type of group that you can use as your kind of your cheerleaders along the way, bring them in. And what I've done with them is that I've asked them for feedback and I've asked them for ways that, you know, I can continue to promote online or what they like seeing. 
And then I use that for my new page too. And so don't be afraid to find those connections and ask for some assistance, especially if you're starting or you're getting going or if it's just new to you on the social world too. That's perfect. Yeah. Groups are a big thing as with the photography company that, that we've started, um, building that community. Um, and sometimes you can, you can do that one of two ways, right? You can insert yourself into a community or you can create it yourself. So that way you're, you're in charge of where that's going. Um, and I know a lot of, a lot of businesses that you probably wouldn't know are running groups are probably the voice behind the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it based on the once in every 50 posts that they probably post that's really geared towards, you know, this, their, their brand. Um, and I know on a future episode, we're really going to talk about like influencers and, and all that. Um, that's a way to continue to build the relationships, but we're running out of time here. So I really wanted to leave everybody with a couple different ideas on how to, how do you build the relationships? Just kind of wrap it all together. Um, you know, and, and from my perspective, I really see it in three ways. I see you do it through photos, blogs, and videos. When I look through my Facebook memories now, some of the ones from like 15 or 13 years ago, 10 years ago, it's just a, it's just a comment, right? Like we used to post on social without anything, like no pictures attached, no video. And now, like, I don't know the last time I posted anything without a picture or a video attached. And so making sure that we're we're posting pictures, real pictures, not just Google pictures. Mm-hmm. We're posting blogs. And a lot of people are going to say, I don't even know what I'm going to blog about. And I'm going to ask you, what the heck do you do in business? Like, what what do you do? Um, and so for you, Beth, it's one thing that we, we haven't gotten to blogged. yet. We haven't no. gotten to the blogging perspective yeah. yet. With Slow the, down, man. Slow with, down. The, with the photography side, we're getting there. Um, you know, but just if you had to just kind of spitball maybe three ideas from a wellness, health and wellness, like what, what would you blog about? If I was like, Hey, next week I want three blogs cause we really need to push this content marketing. One would probably be what it's like for your first yoga class. We get that a lot is what to expect. What do I need to bring? What do I wear? How long will the class be? What will the class be like? All that stuff. So I'd probably blog about what type of yoga or what your first yoga class would be like. And then I would probably actually then blog more on the faith side. I'd probably, whatever's on my heart, scripture that week, um, maybe it's a journal plan that I'm reading through. I would probably write something in that way, typically because it's so incredibly applicable to our lives. Like even just today, listening to like the the church service we went to about being honest and how your words have such power and we could go into like a whole 30 minute conversation about that too. And then the last one might be more of a personal growth one, um, whether that be overcoming challenges, overcoming um, hurdles within relationships, or maybe just even in business, overcoming fear. Last year, my, my word of the year was faith over fear. And that was really quitting a corporate job and jumping into entrepreneur world. So I might talk about something in that realm. So typically how I would probably break it up, it'd be what are my three main things? And it would be yoga, and then it'd probably be faith. And then it would be some more personal development that would lead into that as well. That's what I would blog about. And I love your first question there, or the first blog topic, because it's really just ask your, what what questions do you get? Like every business gets probably five of the same questions from almost every single customer. Mm-hmm. And so if you're blogging about that, you become the expert. And it also become, it becomes a really easy place for you to send people Guide to. People. Um, when mm-hmm. I was at the Dean's Days, again, if you were on the last, listen to the last podcast, we talked about um, 
our vlogs just literally became questions that we were getting asked. And so we were able to then send people, you know, it was, we were worked at a direct TV retailer. And so it was how to reset your direct TV receiver, how to use the direct TV app, um, you know, how to program your DVR. And so it was just common questions that we would get. And that became content for us to be able to push out. And those are the ones that are at 60,000, 80,000 views online. Um, and then kind of with that, you know, blogs and then the, the videos. And so that to me, blogs and videos are really the same thing. It's just two different forms of Written medium. Or, yeah. Yeah. And so you could, you could take that topic, you can write a blog mm -hmm. article, you can post online, then you can also take that same topic, take a picture of it, post it to your social. And then in two weeks, you can take that same topic, record a video and then yeah. still post it. And so you're able to repurpose a lot of your content. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would totally agree with that. Not that I do it, but I agree with that point. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll we got, get there. we got plenty of other stuff. Um, and so those are really the, the three, three ways to get started in building a relationship and it's just being real. It's, it's talking to people, it's interacting with those online. Um, and it's just, you know, it's making sure that we're posting enough content to be able to push out to start that relationship. If we never post it, we're never going to, we're never going to have the opportunity to even engage with anybody to build those relationships. Yeah. And I'm going to leave this here because I know we're wrapping up, Drew. I'm going to leave this quote. So I've mentioned the motivation app. So this just came up. So here's the, the quote of the evening, friends, is fear is usually undefined exaggeration of what could happen. Define the fear and mentally make plans to deal with the worst case in detail. The big dark shadows become manageable obstacles. And I think we can all relate to that. The fear of posting on social, being vulnerable, whatever. I don't know how to run reels on Instagram. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Like it can really be this undefined exaggeration of what could happen and what, like what is the worst case that could happen? Right. I don't get any likes. So what? <laughs> I've been there, done that. But those moments then become more manageable obstacles when we can create plans around it because we know, okay, that post didn't do well, didn't get any likes. This next post did really well. Okay. Let's find more like that or that content, or that blog, or that video. So trial and error, just give it a go and try something new. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode. If you could do me a favor and like, rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to i would appreciate it if you have not yet checked out the epic media um, facebook page search epic media on facebook you can search me on instagram drew Krybeck. good luck spelling that maybe go to this facebook um, and then you can also follow bath at be still bath hers is way easier than mine we might need to change my handle otherwise you can follow her on facebook as well um, at be still health and wellness to search out that um, until next time we appreciate it and everybody have a fantastic night